Welcome to Reactivators, the podcast where we review video games from inside video games. Reactivator is a magical device that allows us to travel into the world of any video game. We react to the games we invade. Every week on the show, we bring a guest into the Reactivator to give them an opportunity to see one of their favorite video games from a new perspective. Fire Warfare 3 sucks. Eat <laughs> it. If you like this podcast, hit us up on iTunes with a five-star review. We appreciate you and we love you. And if you like this podcast, want to hear more from the hosts of it, check out patreon.com slash super NPC radio to find additional content from us and all your favorite video game podcasters and the Zoo Tycoon crew. I'm your host, Mr. Triple A, the Cod King Nick Banana Costanza, and joining me as always, my fearless co-host, the Moss Man, baby Tyler Schnub. Nick, I, I as much as I don't like Call of Duty. I, I hate to hear you betray your your ideals like this. I just can't win, huh? I can't like it or hate it. Yeah, I'm I'm fe- I feel for you, buddy. I mean, we'll get into it later. No, no, Tyler. Pressing business. Uh, I mentioned my nickname that I adore, Nick Banana. Mm. It's the birthday of Anna Garcia today. Mm. The day that we're recording, not the day that this is being heard. Okay. <laughs> and I just wanted to share um, uh, some texts from this morning. Okay. I sent a text that said, happy birthday, Anna Garcia. And she replied, thank you, Nick Banana. Okay. Um, and, and, and I hope you didn't reply with anything hateful. I... Let's just say I can't read out loud the text I sent in response. That's what I feared. Uh, Tyler, how's games? Games are good. I'm doing the Mario Wonder. I bought, and you know, this will lead right into the... Actually, you tell me yours first, because I have a good transition. Okay. <laughs> I have been playing Tears of the Kingdom. Great. I'm still pretty early still in the tutorial yeah okay very early then (laughs) after months and months but i'm having a good time i'm just enjoying exploring the world playing with all the new features i got the uh bright bulbs is that what they're called yes i got bright bulbs i put one on my shield i kind of get figure out how to turn it on that's sort of been the last couple hours of playing great yeah i i don't know that you don't really it turns on by itself the heck yeah so how's games for me Hmm. that's right some folks went to game realms uh our friends our friends over here at super mpc radio we all had a record and then everybody went to game realms Uh, a, a store in burbank california a retro gaming store and i picked up a couple games nick one uh-huh. The, the Donkey Kong racing game for the Wii. I don't even know about this game. It's weird. <laughs> you fly around, you shake the Wiimotes, and you and you sort of keep, keep it or go nuts for this crap. And then I bought uh, Samurai Showdown for the PS4, and let me tell you, Nick, I'm having a damn blast with this game. Oh, yeah? Tell me about Samurai Showdown. You could, you could freaking cut guys in half. With your that? samurai swords. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? I don't know. I was just trying to be like the uh, dorky guy. 
Um, it's it's so sick. The characters in there are really cool. There's a guy who uh, has tuberculosis and he coughs into he coughs blood into his hand before a fight. And if you win, no, uh, different. Uh, and then uh, he and then he's also a, a ladies man, and that the ladies love him, but he only likes one woman. So if you beat some guy. Uh, he goes, oh, and he runs off screen and then like six women chase after him because they're in love with him. Oh, kind of sounds like me. No, it sounds like me, actually. Wait a minute. What part of that was your good transition? Because the transition we got was how was games for me? Right. Well, somebody else might have been there and picked up some games. Uh, who? <laughs> Bring him Maybe in. it's our fantastic returning guest. Uh, this guy is on the show every year. He's part of our Patreon family. We love him. Can't get enough of him. We're bringing back Connor McCabe. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Deputies uh, Banana, Deputy Moss. It's <laughs> good to see you boys again. Great to see you, my friend. Tip hey, the I'm happy to be back, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you say that like that? I don't know. I thought... <laughs> Before I did the deputies thing, I was like, oh, this will this is how I'll say hi to them. And then I did the deputies thing and I was like, I still want to say boys like that. So I just I, I squeaked a little one out. Nick is great. Nick is just unhappy with everyone's performance today. Well, this why'd is you do good. that? I, why'd you, you do know, this? Considering it's been about a year since I've been on the show, this is a great time for all, us all to uh, peer performance review each other. So <laughs> while I normally am not a fan of like on air criticism, except in the case of this podcast where it's my favorite thing in the world, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's appropriate. So thank you two for getting us off on the right foot. Great. You're welcome. Why am I acting like this? <laughs> I don't know. Nick, it's because you've been in Washington for almost two weeks and you're the, pent up and we need to get you back to LA, baby. So you right. can get chased around by all the gals, just like tuberculosis man. <laughs> and he has a name, but I do like that one better. <laughs> uh, maybe I'll never come back. No, you're that Nick, the Northwest is a sickness. It's it's the most judgmental place on earth. It's I like that about it. It's judgmental. It's gray outside right now. Oh no, has Nick been in affected by a virus the the j for judgmental virus oh no connor i was thinking the exact same thing uh well yes for the listener i have been in washington for almost two weeks and i'm almost ready to come home so don't worry you'll hear me um recording from LA again soon I know the listeners they can just tell it's different like the mic sounds different when it's an LA record versus a Tacoma record right yeah Connor. Nick I'll be really happy to have you back from the swamp uh, as soon as you as soon as you can get back <laughs> but I like it here donkey no Connor <laughs> house games boys earlier today I was uh you know sitting on the toilet and no poop, by the way. Great. It wasn't what I thought. I was like kind of hopeful, like cautiously optimistic that, oh, okay, we're going to go ahead and take care of one of these. Uh, it didn't happen. But as I was sitting down and removing my garments to do this, I was thinking, I can't wait to get asked this question because games, they sure are good right now. I am ga oh. I'm gaming up a storm, folks. I've been Connor. hearing you guys. Nick, Nick, I think you were you, – said on the podcast recently 
because you know I'm an avid listener. Uh, that you are finding yourself coming out of like a hardcore gaming period. Is that correct? That's true. And always nice to meet a fan. Always nice to meet a fan. Thank you, Connor. Hey, of course. Uh, I, I know we're not, we're doing this remotely, but I would love some autographs later. Um, so Nick, Nick, you're coming out of a hardcore gaming period. Uh, Tyler, how would you describe, well, I guess that's a kind of asking you the question that you already asked, but how's, are you in a hardcore gaming period? Are you coming out of it? Are you like pretty average for what Tyler is? I, I, it feels like I'm coming out of one, but I am a, a, all things considered pretty average for what Tyler is. Okay, cool. And I realize the way that I phrase that is makes like, makes it seem like we're judging your character no. uh, as opposed to just your gaming capacity. Um, I wanted to say this real quick. I, Connor, you missed this, but when I jumped on the zoom, Tyler had his back to the camera. He was playing super Mario wonder on the TV. I heard a little uh, flourish, like a little sound effect, like right before, like right as I popped on. I, ca I caught that too. Mm -hmm. I was playing it. Um, Tyler, I know we're supposed to be talking about me, but I'd like to know uh, what world are you in? Because I've been getting into that game more lately. And so I'm kind of curious. I'm only in the third world. I'm not. I'm, uh, I sort of play it when I'm editing. I'll mm -hmm. play it when I need to kill 20 minutes. You know, yeah, that's kind so, of been me too. Uh, very similar. Uh, I really hadn't didn't play it much when it first came out. I, I think I maybe played through a few levels, almost the first world that first week. I was really focused on on Spider Man too because mm -hmm. I was I was hosting a podcast episode in in lieu of you know our dear buddy Jeremy Schmidt for his podcast. Um, so. You know, sort of have to get a package from FedEx. I'm so sorry. My dogs are going to bark. No, go for it. This is great. This is actually what we want. Nick's not on the mic right now. And unless he listens to this episode, he won't hear this part because Tyler edits. But right. Tyler, I had I sort of like binged the parts of that game that first weekend. I played about 10 hours of Spider-Man before he did the podcast. Um, and uh, so it took a uh, dog still barks. Uh, <laughs> so I just it this is a really long winded way to say that it took me a while to get into super Mario wonder and like really dig in. But now I'm having like, I mean, I was having fun the whole time, but now I'm really enjoying the game. Um, does that put you in the desert area? Are you before that? I seem to be, there seems to be water about. So, okay, cool. so, so unless we're looking at a mirage, yeah. I don't think you're in the desert. You're, you're correct. Yes. Um, um I, uh, I just, completed the desert which i think puts me at four of the wonder not wonder seeds but the wonder bulbs i don't know what are the big versions of them yeah the yeah wonder yeah i don't know what they're called whatever the hell they're called okay yes hello. we see the dog nick hello bark bark uh guy. what's this dog's name nick this is Calvin, the Chihuahua. Oh, Calvin. Are there multiple um, uh, of those canines at, at this home? There's an older sleepier dog named Blue who saw in my bed. He's Aww. almost 13. Wow. Um, almost legal drinking age. Uh, but uh, Nick, are you playing Super Mario Wonder? <laughs> Don't get any ideas, Connor. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. I'm just, you know, I'm, I want to introduce these young kids to alcohol before you know, they put it off for so long and then they binge and it becomes a problem. Good idea. Yeah, these, if we can here. send these dogs to war <laughs> before they can get a, a damn drink, I think that's I think that's wrong. Here, here. 
Uh, <laughs> and no, I'm not playing Super Mario Wonder. Okay, well, you know, Tyler basically told me not to get it. Dang, did I? Tyler was like, "This game sucks." I didn't say that. Well, you said the voice acting was bad. The voice acting is weird. It's weird just because it's like two percent different than normal, but you kind of pick up on it. Uh, but I, I was just telling Tyler, Nick, that I. I'm really enjoying this game. So, you know, I'm playing Super Mario Wonder. Been finishing a lot of games for podcasts recently, including the game we'll talk about on the main event today. Mm-hmm. Um, finished Spider-Man 2 as well. Uh, Tyler and I got to talk about this, but I really warmed up on the game. Um, I would say it's probably about, like, it's it's an 8, and maybe an 85 for me out of 100. Um but I thought it really finished strong and the pacing improved as I went through it. Uh, I don't know. Nick, have you shared some overall thoughts on that game? We talked a little bit about it with Will Hines when Tyler oh, was on. Yes, of course. I'll say light spoilers here. I just think that the final act, I just didn't like how it felt like kind of a redo of the first Spider-Man game. Like the bad guys army takes over the city. I also didn't think it was appropriate for that bad guy to be taking over the city it just felt a little out of character for that type of character also when he grew wings i was like what the heck is this this freaking <laughs> sucks but overall i liked it i thought the riverdale kid did a good job um yeah, wow i didn't what know that was, a... was this guy <laughs> alan wake <laughs> so this riverdale kid is it is he doing the mocap and the voice acting? Do you know? Cause... He does. Yeah, the mocap and the voice of Harry cool. Osborne. Venom, however, is voiced by Tony Todd. Yes. Man. Speaking of game realms, they're doing a Spider-Man voice actors like meet and greet uh, next Saturday, I believe. Oh, snap. Uh, and the Venom guy dropped out uh, because of a conflict. But I think like everybody else is going to be there, including Yuri Lowenthal. Sasuke Ooh. himself? Is, is that a nickname I'm not aware of? Sasuke from Naruto? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, all that said, Spidey's good. I, I'm playing I'm playing a lot of games right now, but the game that I'm focused on... Uh, well, I also considered bringing on some older games. I, I just finished Psychonauts for the first time. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, you can see it behind me right there. Oh, yeah. The little disc case. Uh, the, I would say my overall thoughts on that game are... Uh, it's one of the funniest, most charming, best like worlds I've ever seen built. The concepts are great. The gameplay is really hit or miss. Sometimes it's fun. Other times it's downright frustrating. Uh, but I still recommend to check it out to people on Game Pass. Um, I've been telling everyone that I'm in my Tim Schafer era. Uh, I don't know if I've gotten to uh, you know, talk to you guys about that, though. No. Yeah, the band um, leader for Letterman? Yeah, it's the very same. Uh, oh, hey, so I've got it. We're going to play a quick game before I talk about the last game I'm playing. Uh, it's called Can Either of You Two Name Another Tim Schafer Game? What uh, the heck? What the heck? Segment. Yep. I hope you like uh, the, the set that I brought in for this. Uh, uh, I'm your host of this show, Connor McKay, but Nick Costanza, you're first up. Can you name another Tim Schafer game without no. looking it up? <laughs> No. Um, wait, can I get a hint? Yeah. Uh, do you have no clue at all? The name sounds familiar, but I'm not a freaking <laughs> nerd. Okay. Now that I would contend with a little bit. 
uh, uh, Tyler, uh, Schnup, you're now up. Uh, can you name another Tim Schafer game? I let me. I'm racking my brain here. I want to say. Attack in the power of Juju. I don't even know if that's a real game, but the answer is no. Uh, it is a real game. A real game. <laughs> it is? It is real. It's real. Now, now I actually have to look it up because if he did make this game, then I'm going to. And the there we go. It's immediately. Okay. That's so funny. Uh, let's see. Let me guess. Uh, Deck and Jack. Oh, Tack? No, you guys are naming all, all, all these strange uh, platformers from 2000s. Uh, it's Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Do either of you guys know who this is? Oh, that's... um, Grim Fandango uh, guy. Yep, he also made Grim Fandango. Oh, wow. I was way off. And that concludes the first uh, failed episode of Can You Name Another Tim Schafer Game? Uh, I'm afraid I'm not going to be asking you boys back on the show. Sorry. Okay. Uh, Well, I, I, I think I... I mean, I at least tried. You at least try. Tyler gets half point. Nick, um, you're uh, actually banned from the whole uh, studio lot. Uh, uh, lastly, you know, I, w- I won't spoil what we get into later, but I have been uh, getting into Alan Wake too. You know, we're getting close to game of the year stuff. There's just things that I'm unfortunately not going to have the time for. Like I was not about to, you know, be brave like Nick and play Baldur's Gate 3 as much as I bet I'd love it. Um, but, uh, I'm about five hours into Alan Wake 2 and oh boy, is this game nuts and already, I think like far better than the first one in every way imaginable. Uh, so I'm, I'm having a great time and I just want to be playing it at all hours and it's scary. It's way scarier than the first one. Okay. That that, that does sound scary. Yeah. So, uh, it's available only on, I think it's PlayStation and PC. Uh, sixty dollars. I want to say so, not a full seventy, but yeah, there no, it is. is sixty dollars. Nice. I mean, seventy dollars. It's seventy. Oh, but you know what is? Time for our first segment: Costanza's Call of Duty Corner. The more huh? things change, the more they stay the same. Fifty thousand people used to live here. Now it's ghost town. The numbers may squeak whack, record scratch. <laughs> The Call of Duty Corner is still canceled. Mr. Activision, tear down that game. That's like the time I fought those zombies in the Pentagon. No Russian. That's Putin. The Modern Warfare 3 boycott continues, fellas. I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, well, for, for, I have a question and then I have something to say. The question is, Nick, do you have that written down in front of you every time or is it from memory? Both. Either way, I, I still like that you do it. Uh, <laughs> and the second thing is I've it's been seeing, you know, this game sort of famously, uh, I think, in you know, some the higher brow video game circles know, uh, have expressed disdain for Call of Duty for quite a while. Both you know, for its uh, sort of, uh, I guess, what would you what would you call it? A war propaganda, but it's like I don't know. I'm the term is escaping me. That, but most it's of the war propaganda. That, you're correct. Yeah, but the the fact that like the game, the quality of the games uh, has not been as high for a little while, as far as I know. Nick could probably correct me on that, but 
this game in particular, as Nick has talked about on the podcast, is particularly poor, it seems. Uh, and as we know, was not supposed to even be its own game. But, uh, you know, Activision Blizzard, they saw dollar signs and they released it. I've been seeing commercials for this game. And every time I see one, it makes me angry. Because they the just... Eminem one? Eminem? Is it just like a is Is it his song that plays in the background? He might be in it, too. He's in Fortnite. That's all I know. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Fortnite. See, this is how much Call of Duty's out of my freaking gourd. Wow. I think about it. Uh, uh, well, Nick, either way, there might be an Eminem song that plays in the commercial, but it always, it just cuts to like Twitch streamers going like, oh, or whoa, this rules. And I just, it just gets under my skin. I know it's marketing and it's what you got to do to sell your game, but like, it's one of those things that kind of like Peter Griffin grinds my gears. Oh, wow. That's cool. I love Thank Peter you. Griffin. Um, are you, I also would like to know, are you going to be updating us every week that it's still canceled until it's not? Probably. And that <laughs> sort of gets to the meat of the segment today. I do have to um, let everyone know, though, that uh, there is an Eminem song, 2002's Till I Collapse is in the gameplay trailer of um, Modern Warfare 3. Jeez. <laughs> so here's the thing. I'm opening up a roundtable discussion today because I need your guys' help. I need to figure out how to avoid the temptation of breaking the boycott and buying this game. As you said, Connor, it is bad. I, I, I'll preface with this. I have two friends who have caved and bought it, two of the Bonk boys, Shaq and Connor, and both of them were blown up the chat last night just talking about how much they don't like it and how much it sucks you're telling me we lost a few good men out there yeah we did just normal (laughs) men normal (laughs) men (laughs) (laughs) so they're talking about how they hate this thing they don't like it they don't like the original modern warfare 2 maps that's the one from 2009 not 2021 or two or whenever that last game came out and uh i like those maps personally and that was the thing that made me want to buy this game it seemed like kind of a do-over for my favorite but it's bad it shouldn't exist i just need coping mechanisms you know what what can you guys tell me to do that when i think about modern warfare 3 and how much i want to buy it and how much i'm a corporate shill I can shut off that impulse. Well, well Nick, have you uh, tried masturbating? Yeah, that's sort of what I was going to say, too. Like no. when you're feeling the urge to <laughs> buy the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, have you tried just spending a little time with yourself? What is that? Now, I know you know what this is. I don't know. I've never heard this word before. Like, no, oh, okay. You might know it, uh, know it is. Cod King? More like Wad King. Nick. More like we know. <laughs> fucking Wad <Wow>. King, dude. <laughs> That's cool. It's better than the Cod King. No, uh, Tyler, do you have a suggestion? Because I have some real ones. Uh, No, maybe beating off was probably going to be mine as well, you know. Beating off. What's so, everyone's favorite, like... Uh, I guess slang terminology like that for, uh, you know, 
self-pleasuring yourself. Beating like, off's pretty funny. That's why I was asking. It's Be- pretty funny. That's Beating a good one. Good. I think J.O. is pretty good. I, do, I also think the Britishism toss-off is very funny because it doesn't feel like it. Explains. Just imagining Tyler tossing a pizza dough in the air. Yeah, it's if only it was that innocent. <laughs> Those are good. Uh, whacking is really funny too. Whacking's good. Whacking. I'm sure there's great ones out there we're missing. Um, Nick, uh, I don't know. To, schnupping? <laughs> yeah. Is that what you said? Somebody told me that one time. Somebody oh, said schnupping? Yeah. Something that refers to me and my entire family. Yeah. Maybe it's when your dad was on the show. Well, it must have been. <laughs> have you tried, a, I don't know, eating like a bowl of c- cereal or taking a cold shower when you get these urges? Bowl of cereal. What's that? What's that? <laughs> don't do that. No. Don't play stupid. You don't. If you're going to buy I'm it, not. just buy it. If I can afford it. I probably wouldn't. I think the time's passed and these games don't go on sale. So the longer it's out, the more I just think this is like a $70 DLC. Don't really want it. You know, the only thing that makes me want to buy it is that my friends are playing it. I got FOMO. Here's what I suggest to get your mind off of it. And I don't condone this for everybody, but I do condone it for you. Pick up smoking. Every time you feel the, the urge to buy Call of Duty, to join your friends, walk outside and smoke a cigarette. Captain Price smokes cigars. Can I smoke those? <laughs> yes. Nick, every time you feel the urge, I want you to smoke one full cigar. Okay. Have you guys, Nick, have you ever smoked a cigar? I have. Uh, my aforementioned friend Jack and I. On his 18th birthday, he said, <laughs> I want to smoke a cigar. And so we went to QFC, Quality Food Center, and got two cigars from the case. And we smoked them on his back porch, and I still have a picture of it. That's great. Is it? Is it you two smoking a cigar in the picture? Yes. Um, what Do you remember what kind of cigar you got? Or did you get like a standard looking? It was... It wasn't like that cheap, but it wasn't that expensive. He did want to get Cubans and we couldn't figure out how to do that. So <laughs> yeah. we probably paid like 15 to $20 each for them. Wow. When I was, when I was around 18, maybe 16, somebody in my class gave me a, a Cuban cigar, a, gen, a genuine Cuban cigar. Wow. And I thought I was so cool. Because I was like, I don't smoke cigarettes. And I didn't at the time. I was like, but maybe I smoke cigars. And I remember go. there was an abandoned house with a, an abandoned pool in it in the middle of a field. And everybody would try and go. We would Everybody would go skate the pool. And I remember I was like, I'm going to look so badass. <laughs> and I whipped out my cigar, didn't know how to smoke it very well. And I was like, and I was trying to be cool and like took off my shirt and I was like, check this out. And I tried to do, <laughs> I tried to do a carve on the pool with a cigar in my mouth, shirtless, like, and I just ate complete shit. Oh my gosh. Oh no. It was the ultimate trying to look too cool. And, uh, uh and yeah, I, I wait, think about it all. Every now you and tried to carve? 
Carve a pool, yeah. Um, with so skateboard, when you kind of like ride up on a lip and like you sort of drag your heel on it before you go down, or is it something different? You carve like a, you know, just to like a pool dips and you go up and you just like ride the pool, oh, you know. I see, I see. Um, and I couldn't do that. That was I knew I like knew that was out of my capabilities. I was not very good at skating. <laughs> Maybe this will help. The, the the cigar gave me such a boost of confidence <laughs> that I that I popped off my own damn shirt. The uh, yeah, uh, be careful! That thing could have gone through the back of your throat. You wouldn't want that, pal. <laughs> no, I just Maybe. ate shit, and people never let me. Anyways, I don't want to think about this anymore. I uh, the first cigar I ever smoked was a Swisher Sweet. It was like a I want to say like a cherry or something like that. Also, like when me and my friends graduated high school, we were like. We're going to try this. And I remember liking it. I smoked an occasional cigar like that or like a real one, uh, like a thick boy, baby Herman style, uh, <laughs> like through college, like not that rarely, like every few months or so. And I had a cigar in August on a friend's bachelor party weekend, and that was disgusting. And it made me feel like shit. And so now I'm like, I don't want anything to do with them. Because I've I've tried to switch your sweet before too. They're they have a flavor as yes, the name they implies. Do have a flavor. They're extremely cheap, and my understanding is you mostly buy them to make like a blunt with it. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That was definitely like when I did start smoking cigarettes. Uh, when somebody was like, "Yeah, you, who wants pack?" You know, like going into a store, I was like, "Yeah, I'll take a pack of Swisher Sweets." Trying to sound cool, <laughs> and they were like, "You want a pack of those?" And I was like, "Yeah." And then I had to pretend like I smoked them all the time. Hell yeah, it sucked. All right, you guys have convinced me. I'm a cigar guy now, and that will be my coping mechanism. Yes, by this game. <laughs> I thought my uh, my story about me get almost getting sick would make you want to try them. So this has worked. I'm in. That concludes the Call of Duty corner. Uh, I claim Connor's segment is my own. Oh, okay, cool. Well, wait a minute. But that's not fair because I, I got kicked out of that segment. I would have kicked you out anyway. Me. That's probably true. My house game segment, that, that's yours too, Ty? That's also fine. Okay, cool. Just making sure. Tyler, did you know that there's a like multiple Wii Call of Duties where you get to use the remote as a gun? Unfortunately, I did. Isn't that so sick? No. Well, does a Queep Keeper think it's sick? No, he doesn't condone that either. But he likes Wii games, and those are exclusives. <laughs> he doesn't like them. He told me so. Oh, well, uh, let me ask him. <laughs> oh, he, I let me ask him. Call him. Call him right now. Put him on the line. Okay. He's he. I, okay. One sec. He might be. He might be napping. Hey, bud. Hey. Shh. Hey, bud. Hey, can you wake up for a second? Wheat? What's wheat's that? Hey, uh, Nick has a Nick has a uh, uh, question to ask you about wheat. About wheat? Oh, about what? Um, it's I think it's Call of Duty related. I'm 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 up. I'm up. 
Nuik, you have a question for me? <gasps> oh, there Great he is. Keeper. Ooh, Con Weir McQueeb. Oh, my Ugh, gosh. Sorry, I'm just waking up. It's okay. Don't, no, hey, no need to apologize to me. I'm a big fan. It's just cool seeing you again. Uh, and you as wheel. Just a little question here. Okay. Normally, the Queep Keeper pulls you under your bed. Today, it sounds like he was just sleeping on your bed next to you. Uh, yeah, it's it's cold right now. It's winter time. Oh, very good. Very good. Yeah, Queep Keeper, I just wanted to ask real quick. What do you think about the Call of Duty Wii games where you get to use the Wii mode as a gun? I think it's a uh, slap in the face to the, the, the Wii itself. It's uh it's not meant to it's not meant for that. Not meant to be a fake gun in in the army unless it's a house of the house of the dead dead dweet dweed no it's just dead. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of other games. Um the only one I could really think of that has a pun is Call of Duty. We... No, it's not. Don't dead. It is. Oh, I've got one. Okay. How about so again, a uh... A Wii game that uses the Wii mode as a gun. Um, mm -hmm. Launch title, uh, Red Steel. Red Steel, yeah. yes, that's come up on the pod before. That's actually sick because you get the Wii mode as the gun, and then in your other hand, you get the nunchuck as a samurai sword. Oh, it's so like cool. That. I wanted to like that game way more than I did. <laughs> it was not good. No. I guess the second one's good, but I never played it. It has such a great concept not a great execution yes um, anyways the call of doodwees for the Wii. i banished to hell <gasps> that's not your job good boy job oh he left wow there he goes and i think for the first time on the pod tyler woke him up like you said nick this is i'm really happy to be here for history mm -hmm. mr Wee. excuse me history Wee. thank you He'd appreciate that. I he, use, would. He, he is conked out. When he, is when he so wakes conquered. up in three months, let him know I said that. Yes. <laughs> he might be back for for Quizmas. Ah. <sighs> well, Call of Duty's taking a big L today. <laughs> Guess while we recover, we're going to take a quick break before we talk about our game of the week. Alan Week? <clears throat> Wake. Sorry. Uh, we'll be right back. Alan Bye. Week! <laughs> Hello, I'm Connor McCabe. I'm Jeremy Schmidt. In me, Otacon. And we're here with patreon.com slash supernpcradio. <laughs> and that's the zombie who lives in the library of the Raccoon City Police Department. And there it is. I just pissed myself. That's right. This police station has a library, and the library has a zombie. We're here circling the big table in the center of the library to tell you about the Resident Evil 2 Remake Games Club. Every Friday, we drop a new episode covering another chunk of Leon and Claire's adventures through Raccoon City in the RE2 remake. Yeah. Great question, Library Zombie. You can find the podcast by joining our Patreon. It's available at the $10 DJ Toad tier. <laughs> That's right. You should sign up today at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Say, Library Zombie, what are you doing here in the library? <laughs> You're looking for a specific book? How to win friends and influence people. Why do you want to read that? <gasps> oh, you're trying to get ahead in your career. See, I didn't know zombies had careers. <laughs> oh, your job is biting Leon and Claire. Zombies have jobs just like us. I bet that makes for a 
pretty cutthroat work environment, huh? Probably hard to make friends with your fellow zombies. <sighs> yeah, that does sound lonely. Check us out today. Patreon.com slash Super NPC Radio. And we're back. Alan Wake is an action-adventure game developed by Remedy Entertainment and published by Microsoft Game Studios. Players control a titular hero, Alan Wake, a writer's block-suffering author and Stephen King fan who seeks to uncover the mystery of his wife's disappearance as the events of the book he's writing begin to unfold around him. Alan Wake was developed by Remedy Entertainment, who had previously developed the Max Payne games. The game pays homage to Stephen King throughout, with the author being name-dropped during the game. King gave his blessing for the game's use of a quote for just one dollar. Remedy also sent him a copy of the game, which he was unable to play due to not owning an Xbox. <laughs> and I guess he just decided not to buy one with all his money. Another <laughs> influence was David Lynch, whose Twin Peaks influenced whose Twin Peaks influenced the setting of the game in its fictional town of Bright Falls, Washington. Released on the Xbox 360 in 2010, Alan Wake received positive reviews for its narrative, pacing, and atmosphere, with some criticism for its combat, but the game has enjoyed renewed interest in the years since. The Alan Wake was remastered in 2021, and a sequel, Alan Wake 2, was released in October 2023. Connor McCabe, I understand this is one of your favorite games. Well, I... I have to come clean personally. I, I I wouldn't call it one of my favorite, but it is an interesting game that I've played recently that I thought would be fun to bring on for my appearance today. Uh, and because there's a lot of uh, peculiar, interesting things about it. And like I said, I've been playing through the second one, which sure I could have brought that on, but I, I don't know enough about it to have felt good to bring it on because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much that's still shrouded in mystery. But yeah, I, the first game... Uh, I had never played before until this year. Um, have you, neither of you two have played it. I know Tyler said he downloaded it. Um, I played about a, an hour and a half of it today. Gotcha. I never played it. I missed it when it came out. It was it was when I was in a real Call of Duty phase during the 360. It was hard to step away. No, the truth is that I always wanted to play this game. I thought the setting was really interesting. And I didn't get around to it. And I honestly still don't know that much about it because in the back of my mind, I've always thought one day I'm just going to sit down and play Alan Wake. That day has not come. <laughs> but I want uh, you to tell us everything you know about it, Connor. Don't be afraid of spoilers or anything. I will cool. preface this now by saying there may be some spoilies. Cool. It, the Honestly, the funny thing about this game is that I don't even know if I could necessarily spoil anything because... When I finished it and did a whole podcast on it for uh, Press X to Scream, which is uh, uh, listeners might know that it's a monthly horror game podcast we have here on the Patreon at Super NPC Radio. Uh, I still didn't know exactly what happened in it <laughs> when I played when I played <laughs> the game. Um, I uh, had never. I think I heard about the game when they had when the remaster came out or so, and then I want to say. I don't know if it was this year or the year before, but there was like a PlayStation state of play, or maybe it was like a summer game fest. I think it was summer game fest. Cause I remember hearing Jeff Keeley's voice and that just like making me wince slightly, but uh, they did, I believe did a showcase for Alan wake too. Um, outside of that, 
had just about no familiarity uh, with the game until um, uh, I uh, one of my favorite podcasts is the MinMax Show. It's a weekly podcast you can from an independent outlet you can get anywhere you listen to shows. Uh, one of their newer contributors, uh, Haley McLean, uh, a few months ago was playing this game in anticipation of the second game. And have you guys ever listened to someone on a podcast talk about a game and be convinced that you then want to play it? Because that happened to me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah, with um, oh, Sp- Spider Man Two. Okay. Uh, and for me, probably with um, Spider Man One. Okay, interesting. So a really popular game that everyone's playing okay interesting just I'm kidding take your word for it um there there is a game like that i can't think of one off the top it, if but, you, uh, either of you do think of it i want you to interrupt whatever we're doing even if we're in the reactivator later and to tell us final fantasy 16 okay there we go lg uh, modern warfare it's <laughs> not true <laughs> uh but anyway the way that Haley was talking about this game had me really intrigued uh because there was just such like passion and excitement behind her voice in fact she joined us for the press x to scream episode which while it is a patreon exclusive episode audio wise the video is on our super npc radio youtube channel so you can watch the whole podcast there uh wow watching a master work right in front of my eyes just you know weaving it in and out folks uh but this game um so i i heard about this game and you know decided that i was going to help with this podcast and anyway was like let's play it so i was at game we talked about game realms earlier i was at game realms and on a saturday afternoon and i was like you know i'm gonna i'm gonna see what they got here and i ended up picking up three games i ended up picking up uh nino kuni wrath of the white witch for ps3 great um i ended up picking up dishonored the first dishonored game which is done by um Oh gosh, what's that studio? Arcane, a Bethesda studio. And then I saw this game on Xbox 360 for $8. And so I picked it up. Uh, And Nick, you did a great job describing it. Um, In this game, you play as author Alan Wake, who arrives, you know, seemingly on sort of like a vacation to just clear his head to, uh, to Bright Falls with his wife, Alice. He's a writer. He's he's renowned for his for his books, um, and what ends up happening is that he finds out that she she rents a cabin on a lake for them, and she reveals to him that there's a room there that she set up a typewriter so he could write, uh, which you know is like first of all, Alan Wake the character is a douchey, unlikable, just sort of like like dick bag writer kind of guy like he's very stereotypical i mean tyler you played the beginning of the game was that the impression you got yes this part cracked me up connor because (laughs) oh yeah he he mentions in it pretty early on i used to be a writer haven't written anything in two years and then his poor wife is like Hey, look at this beautiful, you know, we're at a beautiful setting. Isn't this great for sort of a story, you know? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, it's just a vacation, though. And then she reveals, like, hey, here's the typewriter. And he, he flips out. He goes, what the hell are you doing to me? Like, as if it's like, how about you support your wife, bud? Get back to work. 
<laughs> you hey, know? And don't you worry. You know, sure, he, he his wife ends up going missing uh, mysteriously. And sure, he misses her. But boy, every flashback we see, he's still being a dick. <laughs> yeah, he sucks. <laughs> um, so this game ends up being a sort of... I would describe it as like an ethereal mystery as you're trying to find your wife. Uh, this dark presence starts to seep into into the game and into the world, which it actually the game kicks off with a with a scene in the dark presence, which makes you wonder, like, is this a dream? Is this not? Uh, you referenced, you know, Stephen King and, and Twin Peaks. uh uh, the author Stephen King I have very little experience with and Twin Peaks I've never seen but I'm familiar enough to know like sort of what they're known for and this game you know while I don't think it's like a great game does weave an interesting mystery that even when you finish it will have you wondering like what the hell happened which which I don't even know if that's good or not. Like I, I was kind of like, ooh, that's interesting. And I like asked people for clarification and got some, but not more. And I was like, well, hopefully two will answer some questions. So I I love that. I I like the um I like knowing now that he's sort of based on Stephen King. Cause going in not knowing much, he is like un like he is somehow the most famous man in the world yes and everybody yes. knows him and he is he is like disgusted by the fact that he has fans it's sort yeah. of like a matt rife type <laughs> um i don't even know who that is but i've seen his name on twitter too much yeah <laughs> he's yeah it's just all these women love me what the hell it's not what i want um and uh sounds like uh, nick it sounds sort of like Nick and and me as well, but um, <laughs> I have tuberculosis. Um, uh, he <laughs> uh, he go you go to a diner uh, pretty early on after you're on a ferry. Mm -hmm. After this guy is like, "Hey, I know you. I'm really into books," and you're like, "How about you tell nobody I'm here, buddy?" You know, yes, you sort yes. he sort of gets mad at this guy, and then you go into a diner where there is a cardboard cutout of alan wake selling yes. a book and the lady behind the counter is like you're alan wake and he's like yeah yeah you know like he is it's so ridiculous he's pretty insufferable throughout the whole game even as like you might have some sympathy for him because of like this horror that he is going through yeah um this game i think would be described as a survival horror game but it's really not I didn't find it to be very scary. I've been much more scared within the first five hours of the sequel than I was this one. Uh, sure. There's scary elements and and stuff that like is a bit haunting, but um, overall, uh, it's the mystery is the scariest part of wondering like what exactly is going on. Um, it's the, yes, it's what you're not seeing. Yeah, uh, this game, you know, is interesting to hear that it got some criticism for the combat because I would actually say the combat is like while it's not masterful it doesn't reinvent the wheel really it is really fun because you know the most of what you're fighting throughout the game in fact i think just about all of it are townspeople or like spirits of townspeople who've been sort of corrupted by this dark presence and in order to make them vulnerable you have to use the light there's some very on the nose stuff about being in the light and the yeah. dark in this game uh <laughs> 
you have different weapons like you know you've got a flashlight that you get that you can upgrade you get flares all sorts of stuff so once you you know basically break their shield uh with light you can you can shoot them with different <laughs> weapons you I can love shoot them in the head you can just just headshot anyone you want in this game nick are you listening i am I listening, said headshot. although i'm having computer uh <laughs> internet issues oh my gosh i'm so sorry i was it's mostly okay. asking you for listening because we were talking about headshots uh yeah. But um, it is yeah, very I had mine done earlier this year. Oh, nice! Oh no, it'll be dark. <laughs> I don't think about it. Uh, I actually love the combat and like had a ton of fun because it's not too difficult. I love a precision like first person shooter or even like a third person. Like we've been playing Resident Evil, I like that you are challenged to really steady yourself and be patient with your aim. This game is not like that. It has like assist aiming. It's actually yeah. the combat's really fun. It is really fun. I to the point where I was like, "Wow, I'm so good at shooting." And then it was like, I just did. Yeah. I accidentally pressed aim, and it's like, "Oh, it auto aims for me." Yes, <laughs> it's just like totally. Uh, but it would see. Yeah, I made it made it more fun. Uh, yeah. that way, I I would have been. I I think I would have stopped playing pretty early on if I if I had to, if it wasn't this fun. So you you know the combat in the in the sequel. Um, I think is probably more refined and better in a lot of ways but it's not as easy and that's like the first thing i noticed and i was like oh shit i'm actually gonna have to like aim at these guys to shoot them uh yeah but i think you know there there was a lot i ended up enjoying about the game they they mix multimedia elements through it which you've maybe even heard about the second one where like you encounter like tv sets in this game that play uh, like an episode of a fictional TV show that's very similar to the Twilight Zone called uh, Night Springs or Night Falls or Night Springs. That's what it is. Uh, you have plenty of flashbacks. There's like radio stuff that you hear. It's There's a lot that's really interesting. And I, I still cannot tell if I like this game because I don't understand it <laughs> or if I like this game because it's good. It's I am truly... Hoping that the second game answers some of those questions. Sure. There so, is a that cabin part at the very beginning when you are like, when it does describe like, I then realized he was one of the characters from my books. Yes. Lots um, of narration too. <laughs> yeah. Lots of narration. And he, and it's, it's so, it's pretty cheesy, pretty fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you, you get like, this guy is like, you run into this random man's cabin and the axe man axes this guy down and then is trying to get in and then like in on the tv sets in the cabin when you're trying to escape but you can't it's like the the surround sound on on the tv i'm using was pretty intense and it was like yeah. oh this is scary there's just like eyeballs popping up on the things it was it was like it, it was pretty well done i thought it was like it was pretty it was kind of scary um nice. nick were you gonna say something i'm sorry uh yeah I was I, I was gonna follow up you mentioned Connor that you're not really a Stephen King fan or do you just don't know about it I I mean I'm f familiar with the author and I've like seen movies based on Stephen King books but I don't think I've read a single book of his um nor do I know too much about the author other than he did a lot of cocaine at one point in his life yeah they do they even do mention like he. Uh, the, I think it's a Stephen King reference because there is a book he doesn't remember writing. Okay, <laughs> uh, because he was on coke, and uh, and he says that in the game. He's like, I don't even remember writing this. That's um, funny. <laughs> yeah. 
I haven't played it as I mentioned, but I have to say that kind of meta stuff. I think there's a way to do it and a way that kind of irks me and like making a game that's sort of an homage to something and then also calling that out always kind of bugs me a little bit. You would hate this game, Nick, I think. <laughs> you might, yeah. Like I think people come out I, I it's it kind of feels strange to be someone who is, you know, neutral to pretty to fairly positive on the game because I feel like most people are either negative or very positive. Yeah. Uh I I still think it's worth checking out um you even if someone ends up hating it i'm like just give it a shot because like i really still can not exactly tell what it is that i like that hooked me nick uh tyler and i were talking before the podcast and sorry to make this part so long um about because i played the xbox 360 version as i as i mentioned and tyler played the remaster and it sounds like they actually felt pretty similar because the the game looks pretty great uh, there's a lot more I have to say about that. I think the game looks great. The setting is really beautiful. Um, the character models are good. The items in the world are great. It helps it feel really lived in. But the animation for me on the character models is borderline unsettling. And yeah. that was another thing that I was like, is this intentional? Or is this like playing into the mystery and horror of it or is it not and i really don't think it is actually. no why? yeah it's a, is he just a cross-eyed character and they're just not saying anything about it yeah i mean you guys have seen the original max Payne games right? yeah of the, course those characters are hilarious looking yeah i know similar. that as far as the bad guys there was something really interesting i read about alan wake they drew up the concept art for sort of the 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 characters that you behead shotting mm -hmm. and then they poured water over the designs of them and that was what they ended up rendering really <laughs> yeah what? just to make it a little more surreal and and weird it, is it do you say that because there's a couple ways that could be meant like do the character models look wet or is it like a sort of like sheen <laughs> that fogs up the look of the characters? I, I believe the latter. Okay, that makes sense because that's kind of yeah, that's kind of how like they look before you like illuminate them essentially. That's a real fact, by the way. I didn't just no, no, I, did, I, 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 I It makes sense. It's uh, as you said it. So it's the funniest way it you is, could have put that too. It is funny, and it's like a funny idea to like purposely mess up your own design, yeah. to make it look weirder. But uh, I, I was gonna say about Stephen King. I'm a fan. I Ooh. he's an interesting figure. He's a kind of person that people always talk about his writing advice because he'll say. Well, I wake up every morning and I sit down at my computer typewriter and I write 2000 words a day. And that's my goal. And that gets passed around a lot in writing circles. And in practice, it's like, OK, yeah, well, your job is writing books and you've written a bunch of books and you have a bunch of money. <laughs> I have a hard time <laughs> yes. doing that with my nine to five. But I think uh, he he seems like a good person he seems like someone who he's out there living his best life he's uh politically active on twitter we love that um we stand a stephen king perhaps we stand a stephen king <laughs> one of the coolest things about him i i included that he gave the the developers paid him one dollar for them to use that quote the quote by the way 
opens the game, I believe. Nightmares exist outside of logic, and there's little fun to be had in explanations. They're antithetical to the poetry of fear. Um, Yes, yes, he says that, and the the person playing Alan Wake gives the laziest line read. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is not just about the quote, though. What he did there, having them pay him $1, he has a really cool program called the Dollar Baby Program, where he will actually sell you some of, or you can buy, I guess, uh, some of his scripts that he's written, like his books or other source Like material. a license to them? Exactly. Yeah. For $1 and aspiring filmmakers can just make a movie using a Stephen King script for a dollar. I always thought that was super cool and very friendly to up and coming artists. That is really cool. Uh, and something like I've never personally considered doing, but like would be a fun experiment if you could like, you know, it still takes a ton of work probably to do because you probably still wouldn't want to just like half ass it. But yeah, an interesting way to like adapt, like, I don't know, some source material. Um, yeah. I have a question, Nick, as a Stephen King fan, because um, I, you know, I don't read very much anymore. I used to read a lot as, uh, you know, growing up and in years past. If you were to recommend one Stephen King book just to start, do you know what you would recommend? Dark I mean, my honest answer probably is it. And okay, Tyler's texting me in the chat. Tell him what page the orgy scene is on. I'm not gonna <laughs> huh. do that. Um, but I think that's a good one. I think that's one that encapsulates a lot of his style and ideas. It also is one. So one thing about Stephen King is that he famously doesn't write the best endings. <laughs> but I actually think that ending is kind of good. I think, I think that sometimes they feel anticlimactic and yet they can be sort of challenging to an audience. So I think it is is a, probably a good starter book, but beware, it is long. Mm, dang. Do we do we remember the movie he made? What was the, the movie? I want to say Lawnmower Man? No. I want to say um, Running Man? It's not Running Man. I want to say um, Iron, Iron Man? Man? <laughs> this is in his Coke era, and there is footage of him um, hyping up the movie. It's like a you know, a teaser he made for it. And it's one of the funniest things I've uh, to exist, I think, because uh, he is like, you can just, you can, you can see the Coke dripping from him, from his body. He's just like sweating. And wow. I can't remember the, I can't remember the movie name uh, off the top, but the, the commercial for it's really great. The inspiration for the character models in this game. They're just yeah. dripping with Coke. <laughs> uh it all makes sense. <laughs> uh, there is a maximum overdrive. Sorry. That's oh, that's right. That's right. Um, there is uh, a scene in this game that I that I I'd, I'd, I'd have to point it out because it, it uh, struck me as um, silly, sort of annoying. When you are in the diner, everyone is trying to talk to you at once. <laughs> All of the NPCs are trying to talk to you at once. And it is like, okay, just let me walk through and get where I need to go. Um, which is essentially just to the bathroom. You're like in there to go to the yeah. bathroom and pick up keys. I don't know what it is. 
Um, but there are two bikers sitting next to a jukebox, directly next to it. And the guy's like, hey, man, can you, can you just put some number six on the jukebox, please? I can't get up. My, my legs don't work. And it's like, you're right next to it. Okay. <laughs> There's like a little thing. You go, you put it on, and the song he wants you to play is uh, Lime in the Coconut. <laughs> um these two bikers i forgot about that detail desperately want to hear this one biker desperately wants to hear lime the coconut uh that's so funny uh tyler not that you have to keep playing this game but if you mm -hmm. do i think those two guys would be two of your favorite characters easily they're really like, yeah okay. they'd be your your spirit animals yeah they're sort of like the 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 Wal whatever and Waldorf from the Muppets. I hate to quote. They kind of like are Statler and Waldorf if they were like rockers. Okay, yeah. And they, they and their favorite rock song is "Lime in the Coconut." <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have to. I'm correcting myself after Tyler corrected me. Stephen King did write Lawnmower Man, the book. Ah. But why I always confuse it with Maximum Overdrive, which he directed, is because of a horrible set injury story right, from right. Maximum Overdrive. During one of the shooting the scenes, they had a radio-controlled lawnmower that ran over a block of wood, and it shot a splinter into the director of photography's eye. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's more violent than anything that happens in this game. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Real life, you know, scarier than fiction. Connor McCabe, it sounds like you're a fan of Alan Wake, but have you ever been inside Alan Wake? I the haven't. <laughs> and I am realizing in this moment that that game's pretty meta. I think this is about to get a little better. Well, we sent you a new reactivator. Oh, um, we you forgot. Made new ones? I mean, I did. New ones. I did take the package inside. Let me open this thing up. Just one second. Okay. Um, wow. This counts as Christmas. Ah, you know what? I'll take it. Uh, 2.0. Wow. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. You guys must be doing great. <laughs> We're doing really well. <laughs> Super well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we finally have enough to afford new ones and just ignore if that one kind of looks like it was made out of um, like peanuts that you'd find in a cardboard box. I think I will ignore that. Uh, thanks for sending it over. No worries. Let's plug in our copy of Alan Wake for Xbox 360. <laughs> sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Hmm. Here we go. Well, uh, hey everybody, it's uh, it's me, well, Walt Disney. I just gotta say, uh, animators, you guys have been doing such a great job. Uh, the the Snow White you guys made, I really gotta commend you. Great, great work, fellas. Ah, uh, thank you. Thanks. So, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, now that that movie has come come and gone, uh, uh I, we we should probably get started on our next film. Uh, I was thinking of adapting uh, the the story of Pinocchio. You familiar with the the little uh, puppet that gets turned into a real boy? Yeah, yeah, I've heard of Pinocchio before. Mm -hmm. Puppet, puppet boy. It's an Italian boy. story. Donkeys, yes. donkeys, all that. Oh, plenty. Of, you know, I you know the island of uh, Ple Pleasure Island, or as it's as it's called, or something like that. Um, 
But but uh, I do have, you know, I don't want to step on toes, but I do have a little direction for you as animators uh, for this uh, for this film. Um, okay. Yeah, boss. So I really want you to take whatever creative liberties you want. I trust you. We have been working together. You helped build this company with me. As long as you have the characters look like they have a bunch of water dumped on them, I think we're going to have a great film. So it's, other than that, hey, go crazy. Really just follow your hearts. Okay, boys? Wait, Hank, just a uh, quick clarification question. You want us oh. to draw You want us to draw all the well, characters? He was halfway lines? out the door. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry, Mr. Dizano. You're super busy. I hate to bug you with something like this. Yes, Thomas? I just want to clarify the characters were drawing, they should always look like they've had water dumped on them? Yeah. Just sort of, you know, as blurry as possible. So you see, sometimes, you know, people criticize the way characters look, whether it's personal preference or whatever. So I kind of figured, why not get around the issue by making them as blurry as possible? Cut to uh, <clears throat> cut to Pleasure Island. Donkey's talking to Pinocchio. Welcome to the Um, sir, I I think you said welcome to Pleasure Island, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh, oh, sorry, I'm I'm being waterboarded. <laughs> oh, oh my oh my god, sir. I'm so sorry. Uh well can you can you point me to the to the cigar lounge or the or the or the fermented liquor area? I need a towel. Help! Dripping all over Pinocchio. We cut back to uh, to the animator studio. Now, see, I don't see the problem in here. You all have you are having an intervention with me about this, and I think the film is working great. The the test audiences it, it, it tested so poorly. The donkey was pleading for his life. Well. I don't know what you, what you guys are thinking, but I actually like that it's not only that they visually look like they have a bunch of water dumped on them, but that they are actively being waterboarded in in the movie. That is, I think that is it's never been done before. We are innovating, and that's what Disney does. Mister Disney, I yes, hear Thomas? you. Personally, I think it worked great. My problem is with the writing of it because yes. The characters are blurry. They're hard to understand. But I think it's confusing the audience that characters like Pinocchio keep asking what the characters are saying. Oh, you know what? I think I, I think I got the fix for that. Do you want to do you want to roll the animation again, real quick? Yeah. Here's sure. picking up that scene. Pinocchio. Shut up. I'm trying to talk to the donkey. We got back to the animation <laughs> studio. Okay, I feel like I solved the problem. I, I don't like to pat myself on the back too often, but hey, Walt's done it again, folks. Uh, nicely done. You made Pinocchio wet too. <laughs> Great. <laughs> we cut to um cut to um Home Depot with Alan Wake and his wife. <laughs> oh, oh, cut. Look at this. Oh, what? <laughs> okay, there's, it's a, sorry, sweet. I, I know I begged you to take me here for a hot dog, but look at this. It's a, it's a, it's a brand new toilet. It's, oh, weird. I totally forgot. The one that we have at home is broken and you said you'd fix it two years ago. 
Oh, great. Honey, you know I have writer's block. Okay, okay. Please, uh, uh, but, uh, uh, grab you by the, the collar. <clears throat> please fix the fucking toilet. It's right in front of you. It's right there. Oh, well, if it isn't the famous author, Alan Wake... Well, you might know me as the local radio host. It sure is cool having you in our Home Depot. What now? <laughs> huh? This guy always like this. Unfortunately, yes. I'm sorry for his behavior. Ah, oh, you looking to buy a new toilet? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, what he means is absolutely yes. We haven't had one in two years. Okay, very interesting. Well... Uh, I don't want to interrupt too much, but Mr. Wake, I'd love to have you on my radio show while you're, you know, visiting. Uh, so feel free to let me know anytime and if, and, uh, good luck with that toilet there. I'm pretty, pretty cool stuff. It's really nice of your wife to actually like just bring you to where the toilets are. Mm -hmm. I've been pissing in a backyard for, for, for a long time. We, we cut to, uh, Alan Wake, uh, and with uh, with his with his agent Barry, who's a who's a character in the game, a real <laughs> character. Alan, Alan, oh, it's so good to see you, buddy. Uh, you know what? I think you need to finally just let it go and start shitting again. I mean, your wife brought you to the toilets. Just go ahead and spread those cheeks and let it fly, pal. <laughs> I love my wife. I miss her every day. <laughs> I love her. Wait, are, were you you were saying something about how, uh, you know, you you were finding these this like toilet paper around around Bright Falls that sort of had l looked like it had been used before, and it <laughs> it was like kind of telling you what was going to happen and then what had already happened. Yeah, that's right. It's been good for my creative process to get out and take a walk every once in a while. Alan Wake uh, narrates it. Uh, okay, toilet paper. <laughs> toilet paper. Uh, Alan, I could kind of hear your narration there, and it just huh? sounded like you were <laughs> farting and shitting a bunch. <laughs> what? Uh, you still on the line? Uh. Yeah, it's me, Barry. I can hear it through the phone. Oh, Barry. <laughs> well... Listen, I don't need to explain my process to you. You just, you sell what I write. So get off my back. All right, fine. You know what you need, Alan? You need to just take a load off and go to a concert. And, I, hey, did I don't know if you saw this, but the Sons of Asgard are actually playing at their farm nearby. You want to go see that? They have toilet paper there? I'm sure they do. We cut to the to the Sons of Asgard. Oh, play, play, uh, play your famous song. Play the song we all love from your original album. All right, here it goes. This one goes out to the whole community. Put the lime in the coconut and shake it all. Put what the, the lime heck? in the coconut, shake it all. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Stop what? The show. <laughs> Stop the show. The pants turns uh, their amps off. We all we took a poll and we all were hoping to see your original song, Children of the Elder God, that you two made together. What why are you playing Lime in the Coconut? Well sort of a 
sort of a passion thing for us. I mean, I, it's a universally loved song. I, I didn't think we weren't allowed to do covers up here. We love that song. We love it. Okay, look, I don't know if you guys are like trying to be humble or something, but we want to hear your music, okay? So picking like a song that we all kind of remember that was catchy before I was born is fine, but how about you take it again? Give me, let's, let's hear another song. One of okay. your- Okay. Turn the amps back on here. Getting my tuning set. All right. Yeah. And on one. And a two, and a three, and a one, two, two. You put the line in the That's just the same song, and you guys are mumbling it. This we're, just, we're having a hard time remembering. Can you turn on the jukebox? It's right there. It's right in front of you. Hey, why do you have a jukebox at your at your concert venue? Okay, All right. Put it in. You said number six. Number six. You got to shake it. Okay. Shake, shake, shake. Harder. Shake. Okay, I'm shaking pretty hard here. Harder. I'm shaking pretty hard here. We Rick cut Turner. to uh, <laughs> these guys, the, the sons of Asgard, are in uh, Walt Disney's office. Well, hey, boys, I sure gotta say, I love the tunes that you guys have been cooking up. Uh, and I actually wanted you to sign to sign you guys to a new Disney label. Really? Really? Yeah, yeah see, we... We got mostly just kids singing on our label or family stuff, and we thought it'd be cool if we had a couple of rockers like you guys. Um, just one thing. I think it'd be really great if you guys looked like you had a bunch of water dumped on you at all times. How about that? Uh, if we That's looked like Disney we did? innovation, baby. <laughs> yeah, quick clarification question are we actually wet or would you do we just look like we're wet well hey what you boys do behind closed doors is none of my business but uh, boys, we mostly... actually made a mock-up for you uh some test footage that will play oh yeah show us carol you see we're gonna hit it rich Connor McCabe, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Hey, thank you, boys, for having me. Boys, uh, <laughs> it was good. It was good being back. Uh, just and just in case anyone was unsure, you know, when we were in the reactivator, when you heard those fart noises, that was uh, Alan Wake's like narration, but it was just some farting and shitting because uh, he's not writing in those scenes; he's pooping and farting. So I I think it's gonna come across clear as day. Ah, uh, it's my hope. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. It was good to be back. Why is he talking about the reactivator outside of the reactivator? Sorry, I know, I know that's like to... the one rule. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing we remember to not do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Connor, you're the best and the funniest. Thank you again. Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, um, if you're out there on social media, I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. If you're on Blue Sky, I'm at Connor McCabe. Uh, and uh, yeah, you can, uh, if you liked that perfect improv I just did, you can check me out every other gosh darn week uh, at the UCB Theater on Mondays with the Herald Team XOXO. And lastly, uh, if you listen to the show, you probably know about my podcast, Call Me By Your Game. But if you don't, look it up wherever you listen to shows. We're on YouTube and every podcast platform. It's a show where I have people on to hear about a meaningful game from a particular moment in their life. Uh, yeah, check that podcast out. I'd love for you to listen to it.
amazing. You can follow me on X at Nick underscore Costanza and at Nick Costanza on all the other platforms. You can follow the podcast at Reactivators on X and Instagram and Blue Sky as well. As a reminder, you can always rate us five stars on iTunes. Tell your friends about it. Tyler? Shop 69 across all platforms and uh, check out the Patreon. We're a part of Super NPC Radio. A bunch of good, great uh, shows over there. Uh, Check it out. That's it. This has been another episode of Reactivator. See you next time.